0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bonfire Briefing Podcast: Below the Surface Edition. I am your host, Taylor. This is the second thirty-minute episode that I'm recording today. Uh, if you missed the episode right before this, um, you know I basically just talked about why I hadn't uh, uploaded here in the past few weeks. You know, new job, moving into a new place, um, all that kind of stuff. We talked a little bit NFL preseason, but I, I haven't. Actually watched an NFL preseason. Um, You know, talked a little bit about you know the Packers' future uh, this upcoming season. We talked Gatesy Poirier. We talked Pereira Blahovich, and all that good stuff. And uh, you know, just just uh, I, I know I said in the past episode, you know, I was like, well, before I record the second one, I'll watch some. I'll watch some preseason highlights so that I can talk about those on the podcast. Uh, I didn't do that. In fact, the only thing I've done between ending that first episode and starting this one is I made and ate two PB&Js. You know? That's the only thing that I've done (laughs) since then. (laughs) Two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Cause I was just I was too lazy to do anything else. I was too lazy, and you know what? It wasn't even that good of a peanut butter and jelly. It really wasn't, because I got this like, look, I like the, I like the processed, real popular peanut butter brands that everyone knows. You know what I mean? Like uh, like Skippy, Peter Pan, whatever. I somehow came into possession of this this natural chunky peanut butter. It's not even natural creamy peanut butter. It's natural chunky peanut butter, you know, with the oil on the top. So you gotta you gotta mix it. I don't want to do all that. Look, give me the Skippy. Give me the Peter Pan. Give me uh what's an uh what's another? I don't know another peanut butter brand. Whatever. I'm sure. For, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just know those two. I don't even know which one I get. I kind of just get whichever one. Actually, no, no, no. The best peanut butter is uh, that Peter Pan honey roasted peanut butter. I eat that shit just out of the jar with a spoon. You know, so so if you ever come over to my house and offer you a peanut butter and jelly, fucking, I probably wouldn't take it because I've been eating out of that peanut butter jar with a spoon. You know, like fucking ice cream. I love it. And here's another thing. Here's the game changer. You can do this with any peanut butter, obviously. But if you do it with the Peter Pan Honey Roasted Peanut Butter, it'll change your life. All right? You take your peanut butter. You know, you usually have it in the in the cabinet, the pantry, on the counter, whatever you do. My peanut butter is on the counter uh, right now. I need to go change that. Here's here's what you do. Start putting it in the fridge. I, you don't have to. There's nothing, you know. This isn't one of those one of those things where people debate, you know, should you put it in the fridge? Should you put it, you know, in the cabinet? Also, the people who, you know, the people who are putting stuff in the fridge, they're usually the ones that are right. There are people that don't put condiments or sauces in the fridge. That's disgusting. What the fuck are y'all doing? It says to refrigerate it on the bottle. You guys are just just leaving Open condiments and sauces in the cabinet. You've lost your fucking mind. Uh, I know some people that do it with butter. They just leave butter out. I, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I guess that's whatever. Because it doesn't really melt. But I think it stays, like, softer. So I, I, that's fine, I, I guess. I don't really know. It's dairy, though. So it seems like... Seems like, actually, you know what? Fuck that. You should put that in the fridge. What are you doing? Put it in the fridge. Um... And yeah, you know, peanut butter. Of course, you don't have to put it in the fridge, but if you do it and you you eat it like I eat it. See, that's really the thing. You you dip in there with a spoon a couple of times and start eating some. It is like peanut butter ice cream, but it's peanut butter, so it's better. Um it's fantastic. It is a great great way to eat peanut butter. It really really is. Um Yeah, no, but I've got this like uh, natural the chunky peanut butter garbage in there. I don't know how I don't know how that happened, but whatever. I ate it. I ate two sandwiches worth of it. And it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. A grown adult eating peanut butter and, and jellies in the middle of the day. Everything is fine. Um speaking of food actually I'll I'll tell you guys one thing it's kind of you. I mean, it is it is UFC related, but not really in the way that you probably think. Um, so uh, Saturday, I was working, and I, I get off work, and I, of course, I want to go watch the fights because the fights are ongoing. I think they started at, uh, I think they started at three o'clock central, something like that. So that like, you know, they were starting like the prelims were over, the main card was starting, whatever, and I'm like, great, I can. You know, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go catch the catch the main card. It'll be great. And so I'm thinking, um, you know, I'll just go just go to Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, sit at the bar, grab a beer, grab some wings, watch some fights because I'm really craving wings. That's really the thing. I want to go somewhere that has wings and has UFC fights, and Buffalo Wild Wings has both of those things, and I love B doves. It's fantastic. Wings are so expensive now, though. That's a story for a different day. It's not even a story, but it's just a big complaint I have as someone who loves chicken wings. Uh, so I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and that place is slam-packed, you know? It's like 6, 7 o'clock Saturday. It is just, I mean, the parking lot's full. There's, there's no tables open. There's no bar. Like, there's no space at the bar to sit. I mean, it is just, it is slam-packed. And, you know, it's it's kind of time sensitive because I want to sit down and watch the fights. I don't want to I don't want to drive around looking for another place to watch the fights. You know, Um, so I went to plan B and plan B was to go to the closest Walmart that I could find, grab a bag of chicken wings and go home (laughs) and watch the fights. That's what I was going to do because I really wanted wings. It didn't have to be Buffalo Wild Wings wings, but I did want wings. And, uh, yeah, so I, so I just, you know, I, I got home, I waited a little bit and then I decided I would, you know, I'd put those chicken wings in the oven and I did. And, um, of course I, I'm, I'm, renting this house, right? I explained that in the last episode to him, I'm renting this house in Nashville, um, it's not a big house don't think you know i mean it's it's a it's not a big house uh but it's you know it's enough um and so I you know I have this bag of chicken wings I, I put them out put them in the put them in the pan whatever and uh, put them in the oven you know the you know set a timer and uh think I'm good You know, let the chicken wings cook. I'm going to have some wings. I'm going to be watching some UFC fights. I have some beer. It's tremendous. Well, I'm watching the fights, you know, and uh, kind of have this two TV setup going, you know, for fight day. I've got fights on one TV. I've got video games on the other. I'm living life, man. (laughs) I'm living life. I'm eating peanut butter and jellies. I'm watching fights and I'm playing video games, which is all I've ever wanted. And, um... I'm just watching fights, you know, I'm enjoying it, I'm watching, uh, you know, I forget when exactly I, I really settled in and started watching them, but like, I watched Khalil Roundtree knock out Chris Dawkus. um, I watched Cub Swanson in that co-main event, I watched the main event, um, you know, Vicente Luque and Rafael Dos Anjos, and you know, the fights were, they, they were alright, they weren't bad, not bad at all. And uh, after the fights are over, I'm just kind of like, well, you know, you know, the day is kind of wrapping up and then it hits me. I'm like, oh shit, those fucking chicken wings are in the oven still. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I set this timer, right? The timer like didn't make a sound, you know, I forget how long they had to cook for, but the timer never made a sound. It just, it just winded down and then nothing happened. There was no sound, no anything. Of course, I, like I said, I'm new to this house, right? This is, I, I like just moved in. This is, it's a new oven, um, everything. The timer made no sound whatsoever. And I completely forgot about them damn chicken wings. And when I pulled them out of the oven, it's not the worst I've ever fucked up some food, but it's pretty close. It, it's pretty close. They weren't. They, there was no smoke or anything like that. You know, they weren't like it's not like that bad. I didn't leave them in there for like hours and hours, but I did leave them in there way too fucking long. They were black. They were fucking inedible. There was no way to fucking eat them. You know, like I said, there was no smoke or anything, but there was also no eating those fucking chicken wings. And that's all I wanted. All I wanted was to watch the fights and eat some chicken wings. And I didn't get the fucking chicken wings. I was so hungry, too, man. I was hungry. I was ready for the chicken wings. I just I just fucking left them in there too long. I kept thinking the timer was going to go off and they'd be fine, but they they were burnt to hell. Fucking inedible. No, you just could not eat them. You know? It just it pissed me off too cuz I really it was a lot of wings too. I just I just fucked up a whole bag of wings. Just fucked it up. Couldn't eat them. Had to th- I had to had to watch myself Just throw them away. Holding back tears. I wanted those chicken wings so bad. Didn't get them. Did not get them. Had to settle for a frozen pizza instead. Which was not bad. But I wanted wings. Wings, fights, beer. They all go hand in hand. But uh, I did not get any that day. So (laughs) the next time I set that damn timer on that oven. I'm going to either find whatever setting I need to turn the sound on for the timer or I'm going to have to set an alarm on my phone or something, you know. It made no sound. It made no noise. It's an, I didn't have it, you know. It, it wasn't like super loud in the house or anything. Like even 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 a fairly quiet timer should have let me know they were, you know, ready, but there was no there was no sound. It just ticked down and fucking nothing happened. Like what the fuck? You know? That's really bad what <laughs> what if I had left something in there for like for like a long time you know that would have been that would have been really really bad but no man that's uh no that really sucked I was really disappointed I was looking forward to those wings man. I really was um like I bought I, like I went to the store just to get those wings I got those wings. I did get a bottle of ranch. I know there are people out there that are, you know, die hard on blue cheese. And I uh, look, and I love blue cheese. I really, really do love it. But I was in a rush, you know. I'm at a Walmart. I'm gra- I grabbed a bag of chicken wings and, you know, it's Walmart. So, like, they had bottles of ranch, like, right there next to where they're keeping the, ring- the wings. And it's like they uh, read my mind, you know. So I did. I walked out of that Walmart with just like a, Two and a half pound bag of chicken wings and a big bottle of ranch, and I was ready to go, but I didn't get to eat any of it. <sighs> ate uh, ate a frozen pizza instead, which is fine. It's fine to eat a frozen pizza, but not when you really, really want wings. Uh, yeah, but sadly, you know, talking about those fights that I <laughs> that I rushed back home to see, uh. Yeah, no, I mean I mean they were fine. I wish I had watched the card earlier cuz there, there were like what, 7 submit uh, uh, finishes in a row. You know? There was a twister, Damon Blackshear got a twister. That's insane. Alex is a big Damon Blackshear fan too. I don't know. We've probably talked about him on the podcast before if I had to if I had to guess, but um, he's a real big fan of his. I am too. I like him. But he, he's real big on Demond Blackshear. Uh, got the third twister. UFC history, of course. Korean Zombie. Uh, you know, and Garcia was the first one. Uh, Bryce Mitchell. I cannot remember who he tapped with the twister. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If I thought about it long enough, I might... Uh, I might remember it. I can't remember who he tapped with the twister. And I just, I don't, you know. I'm a one-man operation today. And I'm only using my phone. So I'm not going to look it up. But Bryce Mitchell had the second twister. And now, Demond Blackshear, uh, you know, enters UFC history as the third guy in UFC history with a twister. Very cool. Uh, I did watch that one. I I was able to watch that one as it happened. But a lot of these other fights kind of in the... In between, I missed. Uh, I did see that Terrence McKinney uh, got a win. You know, I went back and watched that that highlight. He's got some real power, man. Some real athleticism. Um, You know, he's he's obviously talented. It's like the talent is there. He's just kind of, you know, he's got the short end of the stick in some of his some of his recent fights. Uh, But he's fought some dogs. You know, just some absolute killers. You know, Drew Dober, Ismail Bonfim. Who is also just, uh, uh, you know, just great. I think he fought recently too, didn't he? Either he or his brother won. Uh, fought very recently. I don't know. I'll take a look at that here in a minute. But yeah, no. I mean, you know, I I don't I don't remember a lot of specifics about the Cub Swanson fight. I do remember the Luque fight. Pretty, pretty standard victory there for Luque. Nothing. Nothing too crazy, you know, used some of his wrestling to to take RDA down. And, you know, I think he, I can't remember, he, he ended up having quite a bit of uh, control time. You know, so it just, you know, it wasn't real surprising to see him get that win there. Uh, pretty big win, you know, to have on your record at 170. A guy like Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, Khalil Roundtree was probably the guy I was most excited for. Out of that whole card, because I just do love him. Like when he's fucking on top of shit, he looks really, really impressive. And he's been on this run, you know, this tear. He fought, uh, yeah. I mean, look at this four fight win streak. Uh, Bukowskis, I think is how you pronounce that guy's name. You know, got him with some leg kicks. You know, got Carl Roberson with a with a body kick. Beat Justin uh, Dustin Jacoby rather, and now he's got that TKO win over Chris Dawkins. Uh, of course, they haven't updated the rankings yet, but he was 13 uh, before that fight. So I don't know, maybe top 10. Khalil Roundtree, I think that's a lot of fun. I, I like him a lot too, man. I, I I think see, he's another guy. I think that potential really is there. I think he's legit. I think he could put something together and. I mean, shit, he might be in the top ten by, uh, by today. Actually, hold on. Let me check and see if they've updated these rankings. I keep thinking today is Sunday. It's not. It's fucking Monday. Let me see here. Let me look at these light heavyweight rankings. Let me refresh just in case. Uh, let me see. What have we got? No, they haven't updated them yet. It was worth a shot. But yeah, no, if he's not in the top 10, he'll be like right outside of it. So uh, yeah, pretty excited to see what's next for him, especially at a weight class like light heavyweight. I feel like light heavyweight is a weight class where damn near anyone can become champion, especially that top six or so. Like, it's just, There's just like six killers at the top of the light heavyweight division. And I feel like any of those guys could be could be the champion. You know, not that, you know, this win is not going to bump Khalil Roundtree that far up, but, you know, I mean, look at these guys, right? Uh, Jamal Hill, the rankings still have him listed as the champion. He, as I discovered uh, or re-remembered last episode, had to vacate the title due to an injury. So you've got Jamal Hill, Yuri Prohaska, Ankolaev, Alex Pereira, Blahovich. I mean, see, look at some of these guys. Rakic at five, Krylov at six, Johnny Walker at seven, Smith at eight, Uzdemir at nine, Span at 10, Dominic Reyes at 12, Mirzakhanov at 11, Alonzo Menafield 14, Dustin Jacoby, who we just mentioned. Like, these are all killers. And I feel like all it takes, all, all it would take is like maybe three months' time. And this whole top 15 could look different. The whole top 15. People could move way up. People could move way down. Um, but I mean, yeah, you guys, you, you have guys outside of that top five that could, you know, that, that are showing some serious potential. Uh, you know, Johnny Walker, you know, Anthony Smith is always like a couple wins away from a potential title shot. Ryan Spann has looked fantastic recently. Uh, and I, you know, Khalil Roundtree is a guy that's looked pretty good as of late, so yeah, definitely see, he's a guy that I've been big on for a long time, so definitely got to keep an eye on him Uh, you know, see what's next for him, let me see here, we've had some other fights recently too, we had Sandhagen and Font uh, in Nashville, I was unable to attend that one, sadly I just couldn't do it, had to work it sucks, I know, but what can you do? Also, eh, I'll see some fights later on. I you know, I saw the ones in San Antonio earlier this year. Um, and I'm thinking... I'm thinking... I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before or not. But I am thinking about uh, doing the... Do, doing or going to see fights in Vegas at some point. I don't know whether that'll be end of this year thing, next year thing. But I do feel like now that I've seen them in person... You know, I I do want to see them in in Nashville whenever they come back at some point. I think that would be cool, but it feels like the next step is to actually go watch them in Nashville, but not the Apex. You know? I mean, obviously, they're not, like, selling tickets to the public for the Apex, but, like, I want to go to a fucking, you know, like, a big pay-per-view show in Vegas. Fight capital of the world. And, you know... You plan a trip around that. See, that's the thing about Vegas. is You can stay there real cheap. It's everything else that's going to cost you a fuck ton of money. And I'm sure those UFC tickets would not be cheap. Neither would plane tickets. Ah, you could drive. Oh, driving would be a massive pain in the ass. Alex and I have talked about making a trip out there. And uh, he doesn't fly. So, could be me and him... Driving out to Vegas. Splitting up the drive time. Uh, Yeah. Staying somewhere real cheap. You know, that's the thing. You can stay somewhere real cheap. Everything else is going to kill you. God, shit. I don't know. That'd be a lot of gas. You know, the tickets would not be cheap. But, like, you know, you got to buy them. I mean. <laughs> but then you stay for a couple of days. Because, you know, like I said, it, it's not the staying there that's expensive. So... You could stay in Vegas for a week, go to the fights. That's one day. And then you spend the rest of your week in Las Vegas. One of the most fun places in the world. Uh, I have been before. It is it is a wild time. It is, ex- it is kind of exactly what you think it's like. Mm. Although I didn't get into anything super crazy. You know. You hit up the dispensary there. You do some drinking, obviously. And Vegas is a place where you can just walk around and drink. You know, there's not a whole lot of places like that. You can do it at the Riverwalk, actually, in San Antonio. You can walk around the Riverwalk drinking. Now, you can't You can't walk around downtown like that. Vegas, you can kind of walk around everywhere and drink. And that's a, that's a lot of fun. So, you know, hit up the dispensaries. Go do some sightseeing. Go do some hiking. Do some drinking, enjoy the nightlife, gamble a little bit of your money away, not too much. See, that's the thing. See, I like that too, but I'm also not a big time gambler. I don't go there and just waste a whole bunch of money. I waste a little bit of money. I like blackjack. See, that's the thing too. I I don't have to play a million games. I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a a low buy-in blackjack table, and I'm going to sit there until I'm frustrated enough that I want to leave. And it's a great time. It is a great, great time. Um, so I don't know. Might do that. Might try to do that at the end of this year. I don't really know. That would be cool if I could uh, make that happen this time. Me, Alex, maybe some other buddies. Who even knows? Just uh, yeah, drive out to Vegas, see some fights. Or it could be a next year thing. Or we could fly out there. I don't guess we have to drive. Although plane tickets are just, you know... Even just flying a couple of hours. You know, those tickets are not cheap anymore. I can't Im- I can't imagine flying basically from one side of the country all the way to the other, you know, with the destination being fucking Vegas. I can't imagine that's cheap whatsoever. So I don't know. We'll see. I just think it would be a lot of fun to go see some fights there. I mean I mean who doesn't? But uh while we mentioned uh Dustin Jacoby quite a bit. And he fought on the Nashville card, too. I don't know that I had forgotten that, I do believe. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I know Corey Sandhagen put on a clinic. And I know it was not super exciting. A lot of people were, you know, complaining uh, that the fight was not exciting. But, you know, a, a boring win is better for somebody than an exciting loss. Um, and Corey Sandhagen did. It was not competitive at all. Which is a shame. Rob Font is a guy... You know, when he's on, you know, when he's fighting at his best, he looks dangerous, real dangerous. His striking is, you know, when he's on point, his striking is just incredible. But, uh, yeah, you know, Sandhagen Hagen really put it to him. You know, took him down, neutralized him every way that he could. Was not competitive at all. I think every judge, am I right? Yeah, every judge, had, you know, none of the judges had Rob Font winning a single round. Um Tatiana Suarez got a pretty big win, too, uh, and that's awesome. You know, I do like her quite a bit. She is she is nice. She is good. I mean, you know, her submission game is just crazy. And to submit somebody like Jessica Andrade, you know, I mean, what was Suarez before this fight? She was number nine, and she just submitted Jessica Andrade in the second round you know what was Jessica Andrade let's see here she was number 6 so i mean Suarez she's going to be around that top 5 where exactly she ends up i guess you know who who knows but you know 10 and 0 now submitting people left and right um you know has a win over Alexa Grasso who is the uh, current flyweight champion um and, you know, I mean, you know, for what it's worth, she has a uh, TKO win over Carla Esparza, who is the uh, the former strawweight champion there. You know, got a win over Nina Ansaroff. Um, you know, not a bad, not a bad record by any means. And she's finishing people, uh, you know, other than um, Nina. But you know, she's finishing people. I mean, she's submitting people. She looks really dangerous on the ground because she is really dangerous on the ground. I mean, Jessica Andrade is, you know, I mean, she's no slouch. She's a she's a black belt uh, in her own right, you know. But uh, that's a big win for her to pick up, man. I feel like it's uh, it's. I mean, it's got to be only a matter of time before, before she gets a title shot, which is you know great for her. Um, let me see. Diego Lopez got that nasty armbar submission over Gavin Tucker. That was probably my biggest, or, you know, other than Sandhagen dominating and Suarez winning her fight, that was probably my third biggest takeaway of the night. It was a really cool armbar, great finish. Got it like a minute and a half into the round. It was it was cool. Uh, I don't think I was able to watch the prelim fights, which which does suck. You know, just with moving and everything, and starting the new job and all that, I just I, I've just missed some of the fights. Usually, I'm on top of it. You know, usually I'm watching damn near every fight. Um, I just haven't been able to do that the past couple of weeks, which which has been frustrating. But you know, sometimes you gotta you know <laughs> move in, move into a place. Sometimes you have to move into a place, and then a month later moving to another place because you found your own spot you know and that takes up time and so does starting a new job where you're working new hours and everything like that so uh yeah I was disappointed to not watch as many of the recent fights as I wanted to but um you know just kind of is what it is uh we do have, uh, you know, I will say coming up this weekend, we have some good fights. I'm definitely going to uh, to be watching these. Um, Algermaine Sterling defending his belt against Sean O'Malley. Zhang Wei Lee defending her belt against Amanda Lemos. We have Ian Gary fighting Neil Magny. Chito Vera, Pedro Munoz, Chris Weidman, Brad Tavares. Uh, no, I almost, yeah, no, Gerard Mearshart's fighting. Um, Robocop Gregory Rodriguez is fighting see that's a, it's not a bad card man not a uh, not a bad card at all we have the uh, ultimate fighter oh yeah okay cool we have the ultimate fighter McGregor versus Chandler finale which fight is that uh, I do not okay there we go I had to scroll over Austin Hubbard and Kurt Hollab. Let's see, what do we know about these guys? Oh, he's part of the elevation fight team in Denver. That's uh that's Hubbard. Elevation fight team in Denver used to train with military fighting systems. Purple Belt and Jiu Jitsu from Illinois. Fought anyone? Um he's fought he's fought okay competition, you know. He's been in the UFC I minute. Damn, he's had three, six, seven fights in the UFC. Three wins. Three yeah, three wins, four losses. Pichel, Selecki, Mark Madsen, those kind of guys. So he's got the UFC experience already. He just, you know, he went 3-4, and four, got out of the UFC. Now he's back in. Uh, let's see here. Kurt Holobow, Louisiana fighter. Fights at Gracie United. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt. What about him? He's got some fights in the UFC. He's a Dana White Contender Series guy. Uh, let's see. Ah, his win on the Contender Series got overturned. Due to his prohibited pre-fight use of an IV. Hmm. He was the Titan FC featherweight champion. Beat Desmond Green for that. Fought Pat Healy back in Strikeforce days. So he's uh, he's been around. Has, has uh, some losses in the UFC to Thiago Moises, Shane Burgos. Hmm. it's pretty cool. He's 36. Wow, so that'll be fun, Chris Weidman. I think this is Chris Weidman's first fight back, right? From yeah, from the leg injury against Uriah Hall. Absolutely mind blowing that you know Silva breaks his leg against Weidman in the second fight, and then Chris Weidman basically has the exact same injury against Uriah Hall. So it'll have been damn near two and a half years since we've seen Chris Weidman fight. 39 now, fighting Brad Tavares. That'll be fun. Uh, Ian Gary is very cool. We'll be rooting for him against uh, Neil Magny, I think it was, that he fought. You know, he's 12-0. Um, you know, made a pretty quick, pretty quick work of Daniel Rodriguez in their last fight. Shit, I don't think there's anything he can't do, man. I think he's I think he's gonna go out there and somehow get it done I don't know how but he will get it done I think I bet against him like, uh, when he fought Daniel Rodriguez I just I don't know I don't know what I was thinking I don't know my my picks are not betting advice and you, and you should not take it as that uh I think I think Zhang Wei is going to defend her title against Lemos. I Lemos is very good I'm not you know I'm not taking anything away from her or anything like that but I do think Zhang Wei Li is just kind of a different fighter. I think she's just a step up, um, you know, in terms of Lemos' uh, competition. And also, Zhang Wei Li has looked dangerous in her last couple of fights. She had that spinning back fist in the rematch against Joanna, you know, and she, uh, you know, she beat uh, Carla Esparza to get the title back. So I think. I you know, I think she gets the job done. I think she keeps her belt. I like her quite a bit. She's probably one of my favorite uh, women's fighters right now. I just I, I really like the way that she fights, and um, she just I don't she just throws down, man. I mean, she just throws down. That's really it. We saw it with the Joanna fight. You know, it's the best women's fight of all time, in my opinion. And uh, I think I think her and Lemos could have a war, but like, you know, Zhang Wei Li can stand in there and you know, trade for 25 minutes. So that's that's a tough thing to prepare for. Then we have Aljamain Sterling and Sean O'Malley for the Bantamweight title. I think Aljamain Sterling gets it done. I don't think Sean O'Malley has shown that he can beat, you know, like that level of competition. You know, he, he beat Pyotr Jan, but most people, myself included, thought he lost that fight. I I thought he lost two rounds, you know. And even Sean's look on his face after they announced that decision. Even Sean O'Malley didn't look like he thought he won that fight. Um, And, you know, the only other, like, you know, top five-ish kind of guy that he's fought has been Chito Vera back in the day. And he lost to him. Um, And, and, you know, Sterling, people might not like him. They might think he's cringy, whatever. Uh, He is a great fighter you know he he really is he's a very good fighter he's beaten the best of the best in the UFC and uh I think he gets it done I you know whether the, whether he you know he'll he'll probably make use of his wrestling his grappling and you know neutralize O'Malley on the ground but even on the feet I I don't really know that Aljamain Sterling will have a problem you know I mean he he you know he was able to stand there with Pyotr Jan and uh, I just don't really, I just don't really, I don't know. I don't think Sterling will really have an issue. Oddly enough, I do think this will be one of Sterling's easier tests. I mean, shit, look at who he's fought recently. Cejudo Dillashaw fought Piotr Jan twice. He, you know, he beat Sandhagen back in the day. I mean, he's he's fought some real, real tough competition, and I just I don't think Sean O'Malley is going to be the guy to dethrone him. Um, and I do think it would be cool if uh, Aljamain Sterling does what he says uh, he was going to do. Defeat Sean O'Malley, move up to 145, and fight up there. I think he would get absolutely demolished, destroyed by Alexander Volkanovsky. But I want to see him take the chance. I really do. I want to see him move up. I want to see him try to to compete at 145. Why not? You know? I mean, hell, at this point, you know, there's not really much else for him to do at 135 if he beats Sean, you know. And, you know, it would kind of pave the way for Marab Villa to kind of take over that title and demolish people like he's going to. He's such a dangerous fighter. Marab is one of those guys that I think if he gets a hold of that belt, I don't know that anyone else is going to be touching it for a long time. I don't know how old Marab is, but, you know, I I think if Marab gets a hold of that belt, it's his probably for, you know, as long as he wants it. Um, And I think that might happen. I don't know who, because Marab will fight for that title. If Aljamain vacates it to move up to 145, it will be Marab that fights for that title. It's just a matter of who Marab is going to maul to win the vacant 135 belt. I mean, you look at what he did to Pyotr Jan. Set a fucking, pretty sure he, uh, he set some kind of takedown record with like 40. Like 40 takedowns. That's insane. And he did that to Pyotr Jan. He didn't do it to some scrub, you know. Some guy just starting his UFC career. He did it to Pyotr Jan, the former champion. So, I just don't. I don't know, man. They, they let Marab get a hold of that belt. I don't think anyone's touching it for a while he is a machine just a just an absolute wrestling machine he he, he's literally he's called the machine his nickname is the machine but he's he's you know he is a wrestling machine dude he is vicious and um yeah no he will he will not be the most uh entertaining bantamweight champion there there was but uh he seems to have a good personality good sense of humor so I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be cool. And uh, I, you know, God bless whoever has to fight Morab Dvalishvili the champion, because it will not be a fun night for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I think that's all I've got for now. Uh, I, I am going to do another episode later, so this is the I think this episode's run for about 40 minutes or so, but So the last episode and this episode are the two that you know are kind of making up for not uploading the past two weeks. I am still going to have another episode out tomorrow on Tuesday, which is the day I'm supposed to record or or upload rather. And uh, it'll be a proper full length episode. Might talk about some sports, might talk about some news. I'm not 100% sure if Alex will join me for that episode yet or not. Uh, I know he, he's working right now, and I don't know when he gets off. If he gets off in the afternoon, he'll probably be on the episode. If he doesn't get off till you know nine nine thirty tonight, probably not going to be on the episode. So uh, we'll see what happens. It will be a proper hour long, full length episode. Uh, might try to catch up on some some NFL preseason and some news. Make that one a little less MMA oriented, but. Um, Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, It's going to feel good to get back in a normal cycle of uh, recording and uploading. And um, new episode coming out tomorrow. So we'll see you guys very, very soon. Uh, If you're not already, follow the podcast uh, at Bonfire Brief Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter's the big one, though. So I don't do a whole lot on Instagram. Uh, Twitter's the big one, though. Definitely check us out on there. And uh, see you guys shortly.